Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, July 19, 2022. We are looking at a chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? A, we have yesterday's fake sell-off slash gap and crap slash fake reversal candle. And today they're back up into and through the 50 period moving average. I think it's worth noting and starting today on the bigger picture, the weekly chart, we've been discussing a few things. The convergence of these moving averages, it's the 20 week and the 100 week moving average. If they can get into this big breakdown candle, they'll want to climb up that big breakdown candle and therefore that'll be pulling them toward and they're both magnetic things. The convergence of the moving averages as well as the high or in the vicinity of the high of the breakdown candle are both magnetic things and they're both basically in the same general area. So that's one thing we have pulling the market up north. What's another thing we have? We had the 365. Remember, it was a shenanigans tail candle that showed up months and months ago. I don't remember exactly when, but it was near the first part of the year 2022. So the fact that it took, let's just say for argument's sake, six months to get down to that price, doesn't it stand to reason if in fact time is more important than price, and if the price was important, which we know it was, how do we know that? Because they stopped there and they bounced off of it. We know that price is important. If time is more important than price, wouldn't it stand to reason, just from a logical perspective, doesn't guarantee anything, just from a logical perspective, if something took six months to get there, wouldn't it bounce off of it for at least a little while, at least a couple of months? We're just hypothesizing. We're just talking around big picture stuff, concept stuff, logical stuff. It's how we look at the market from a total holistic view. But wait, there's more. After the market made a bottom in the week ending June 17th, the next week was a reversal week to the upside. Okay, fair enough. Now, here's something we talked about a number of times already, and there's a method to the madness. There's a reason why I'm bringing it up again. The following week was a reversal week. So they've already come down three weeks in a row before this week to test in the vicinity of the low of that breakup candle. Now they're taking off to the upside, being pulled by the magnetic force drawing them up to the convergence of moving averages near the top or the vicinity of the top of the big breakdown candle. The reason I bring this up is because I got several questions, not just one, not just two, several, isn't this a bearish pattern? Isn't this going to promote prices in the southern or lower direction? And the answer is it can. However, if not for the pattern inside the pattern, this is the reason why I brought up all this other stuff off this weekly chart. Hit an important number, took a long time, bounced off of it, put in a reversal candle, tested the bottom of that reversal candle basically three times, 
three weeks in a row. Now they're headed higher. As far as I'm concerned, you have a breakup candle with a low. They've tested the low. They're eating time off the clock, or they have been eating time off the clock for the last few weeks. Now they're beginning to break over the top end of this range. This range being what some would think is a bearish pattern. It may be. Price may fall tomorrow. We don't know that. But what I'm going to do is use the low of the breakup candle to be definitive in one way or the other. Now you take it one step closer, meaning the daily chart, and we say, remember the 374.65. Now that's above that weekly chart breakup candle low, but it's 40 S&P handles above, 4 S&P or SPY points above. It gives us something closer to be watching. We knew from a daily chart perspective, from an inside the numbers perspective, several days in a row, that that was a very important spot. Getting below opened the door for the breakup candle low. Staying above kept the market in somewhat of a bullish position. You see how this works from larger time frames to smaller time frames, and it also works from smaller time frames to larger time frames. It depends on what your objective is, it depends on what you're trying to analyze and from what time frame. Short duration, longer or bigger picture. About the monthly chart, can we make a case that the monthly chart was on time into a very important spot from a shenanigans tail candle low around 365? And the answer is, of course, yes. Otherwise, I wouldn't have brought up the chart. What are they doing from a monthly chart perspective? Are they climbing the last breakdown candle in the sequence? Whether or not they get to the top right now is irrelevant. The point is they're being drawn up by a whole number of things. Something from the monthly chart. Something from the weekly chart. Another thing from the weekly chart. What's going to happen on this daily chart? If you get above this range, they're going to get into no man's land. They're going to be sucked up to this gap that happens at 401.44. So let's just say they reach the gap, maybe they spike it by a point or two, they're going to find overhead resistance in that zone, and even if they don't and they continue higher, what's the next thing? Well, the next thing would be the breakdown box. What do I mean by the breakdown box? Well, remember, the market was building energy to make another move higher, instead, it made a huge move lower, big failure. Markets love to come back and retest former breakdown and former breakout areas. This one qualifies. Now, it's debatable where that spot is. Can the spot be exactly the top of this candle here? Sure it can. Could it be down here where it's closer to the bottom end of that range? Sure it can. Can it be closer to the top end of the range? Sure it can. There are other reasons why there is overhead resistance before they even get up there. Not to say they can't get up there. They may find resistance, they may pull back, and they may make another run for it. We don't know just yet. We're going over the possible scenarios going forward. What about the other side? We are the umpire calling balls and strikes. We have to look at the other side. Where does this market begin to say, wait a minute, just kidding, we're going to go down now. We're failing. Where does that failure really begin? Well, they had a big update today. Think about it. 
The market, meaning the SPY, was up about $11 today, $10 or $11, depending on whether you're looking at the after hours or the 4 o'clock close. Either way, about $10 or $11 is a huge move. It's 100 S&P handles. So it stands to reason there's a lot of space in between where current price is or where they close the day on Tuesday and where that failure point might be. A garden variety retracement doesn't mean a failure. What I'm looking at is 387. They start getting below 387, which is more than half of the move today or roughly half of the move today. If they get below 387 and start closing candles below there, that's going to begin to look like a failure. And then from an intraday perspective, inside the number members will certainly have more information at their fingertips on an as-needed basis. Let's check out inside the numbers. It was, as we know, turnaround Tuesday. Wake up as the bulls are taking another crack at a rally. Where to? How about 385, give or take? Now remember, this was a long time ago. Early this morning, 385 was an initial target in the pre-market. And by the way, the funny how that works comes from 385 was the same price where the market was going to break down from if they got below on Monday, and they did break down from there. That was the line in the sand. So what did they do? They came up in the pre-market to recapture that breakdown point. So in the pre-market, they're either just running a test and then they're going to fail, or they'll get above, which is really the extra bullish case. If they were to get above, they'll begin the journey to 387 and likely a pretty good spike of it. Let's get our faculties. Right of the vertical is today's activity. Forget about the stuff going way up to the right end of the screen. We're focused on the early morning stuff. 385 is the lower line. They opened above 385. Now remember what they said early in the notes. Who's they? They is me. Remember what I said early in the notes. Above 385, the door opens for 387. Now, it's very difficult on a gap higher to tell anybody to just buy the market. They could easily fall out of bed and you look like a fool when you do that. However, there are some traders that will play the momentum trade. They understand as long as they're above 385, they're going to hit 387. So they did hit 387. They did pull back from 387. And then we know the rest of the day was basically just a continuation of what turned out to be a gap and go. If you're not already long the market at that point, you can't just buy it at some indiscriminate or arbitrary price. You have to be buying a pullback. They gave you no bona fide or legitimate pullbacks today other than right out of the gate early in the morning for a couple of minutes. That's it. And they didn't even get back down to run a test of 385. And in hindsight, being the Monday morning quarterback thing, it's bullish that they couldn't even get down to retest 385 after gapping over it this morning. All right. So what we're going to do is run through the commentary anyway. I like to be an open book. I want to show everybody everything. But you saw the whole thing. It was basically above 387. They're going to keep going. And the next spot was going to be 389.50 to 390 to 25. You'll see that in the notes. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. We did have a couple of nice plays early in the morning. So right out of the gate, no change. Above 385, the door is open for 387. Some traders took that trade. 
that's fine. It's not for everybody. We have something for everybody. You just have to be patient and wait your turn. 387 was listed as overhead resistance. Some traders wanted to take a short up there. They took a short for a scalp trade. That's fine. Again, something for everybody. 958, here comes 387. They can go higher, but there is overhead resistance up here. Any trader taking the ride must book profit. That means the ride up north, or at least some holding a trailer is fine in case what? In case you have a day like today where you get a melt-up operation. We're moving along. Now off of 387, 386 becomes support. Now here from a granular perspective on a three-minute chart is that touch of 387. The high here is 05, 387.05. They pull back, come up short of 386. They made a low of 386.23. Still in the big scheme of things, you're looking at about a seven-point pullback, an ES, seven ES point pullback. That's a nice scalp trade, even if you didn't get all of it if you took the trade, but then they had the melt-up operation the rest of the day. I'm going to scroll through the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart to double-check the work. By 10.30, remember that zone between 389.50 and 390 and a quarter. It's still important, magnetic, and if they get above 389 on candle closes, that's where they're going. That's already getting above 387, 387.75 down here. It was just a melt-up operation. The only thing I can do in that type of case or in this scenario is provide you the numbers that would be, should be, normally are overhead resistance on a melt-up day. You don't know which ones are going to provide any kind of bona fide resistance for a pullback or not. That's why shorting the tape in a light volume melt-up operation is just not the best trade on the board. Stocks on the move. We had two that hit their price target objectives today, Ally and Run or Sun Run. The other ones did not get to their numbers. They're off the board. We don't want to trade at somebody else's numbers, just our own. Here's your five-minute chart of Ally Financial. 32.48 was the number on the board. They came into it. They hit it. They had a little bit of a rocket ride. 33.64 was the high just minutes later. That's over a buck in just minutes on a $32 stock. That's a stand-up double. Nice trade. Traders in the room got this one. Jordan got this one. This was a nice trade. Sunrun, they did the deal a couple of times, came in this candle, did the deal, went lower, spiked it by a little bit, came right back, nice rally. So they did the deal, they provided certainly the minimum required basin and then some on the first hit, and then they, when they went lower, they provided a stand-up double and even rounding second, almost taking a look over at third. The numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? We've been talking about this one. We had the higher low scenario. We had relative strength several times we pointed out. And that's relative strength against the S&P 500, for example. And here they are certainly eclipsing by a large margin the 50-period moving average, taking care today of what was unfinished business. What was that unfinished business? You had a gap here, 178.59. The attempt... But the miss, the high in this candle, was 178.15. They did not fill the gap. They came back and they filled the gap and they closed above the gap. That's a bullish signal. Doesn't mean they're going in a straight line up, but it's a bullish signal. 
and it opens the door to get to the next gap. Not right away, nothing goes immediately in a straight line, but that would be the next objective, 180, then 183.50, 184 area. Looking at the big picture, when you look at the weekly chart, what are they doing? It's the same concept we discussed in the S&P. They're being sucked up from a weekly perspective into that 20-week moving average and up that breakdown candle toward the high. That's just the way it's working. That's the way it works. Comes in at 186 in terms of the moving average. We just talked about 180, then 183 to 184. So you see how as the moving average will move downward in the days and weeks ahead, that number seems to coincide. What about the folks down at the transportation department? What a tremendous up day, almost 4%. That, my friends, is called a relief rally. Bigger picture, what are they doing? Well, you see a convergence appearing of the 20 and the 100 week moving average. Obviously, you have another breakdown candle, the high or the vicinity of the high, at least the top 25, 30, 35% is around the convergence of these moving averages. So an attempt near the highs, into the moving averages, maybe a spike of the moving averages toward the high, all that stuff is in play. This is what the market's doing at present. When you see the same thing going on, on chart after chart after chart, sometimes it could be a fake out operation. Sometimes it's a duck. Walks like a duck, talks like a duck. It's just a duck. The Q people, where are they headed? How about the breakdown box? Maybe a little bit closer in proximity than the one on the SPY, but it doesn't matter. Where are they headed? The breakdown box, right up here. You don't know exactly from a breakdown box perspective where the market's going to top, but under normal garden variety conditions, they're going to find overhead resistance up in that area. 310, maybe slightly before it, maybe slightly above it. As we get closer, we can narrow down the number. XLF, it's all the same market, headed to the 50-day moving average. From a comparison, a compare and contrast scenario, they were a little bit behind other markets, the financials were. They're first now getting to their 50-day moving average. But in the end, it's all the same market. Rising tide lifts all boats. All the markets trade together, just not to the same magnitude each and every day. Smash Mouth, after yesterday's pullback slash fakeout operation, today, nice big healthy 5% up day into and through the 50-period moving average. That wasn't the destination. The destination is higher like most of the other or all the other markets. Failure point here, just for argument's sake, put this on a sticky note, 215. Start getting below, closing candles below 215, and something other than the bullish thing is going on. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.